Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Moneyline Madness Podcast. My name is Matt Sherico. I'm here alongside Steven Anderson. What's up, baby? And Andrew Bucato. What's up? And special guest, my friend, Owen Packlett. Oh, 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 Owen! What Today, up, we are coming at you with some Super Bowl future winners for the NFL, a little bit of draft content, of course, some NBA picks and props, and then a little bit of miscellaneous at the end. So make sure you stay tuned. We're going to win you some money today. Feel it. Want to get rolling with the Super Bowl winners? Yeah. Talk to me, Steve. All right. So we're looking forward to next football season, obviously. The draft on its way. The combine currently taking place in Indianapolis. So let's just list the top three right now, odds-wise, to win the Super Bowl next season. We got the Bills at plus 700, Chiefs at plus 750, not too far behind the Bills, and then we got the Rams at plus 1,200, the top three NFL teams. Let's roll to Andrew. Andrew, give us your thoughts on that, and what do you think is going to shake out for next season? Well, I'm very curious why the Bills are in front of the Chiefs. I, that Because they should have won that game, that overtime rule. Still yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. They got cheated. They got cheated. But Patrick That's Mahomes okay. is still going to be on Kansas City, so I'm not betting against him. So I do, I do. if you swap them, 700 and 750, if you swap the two teams, I'd make sense. I I kind of understand the rest of them. Those are the I three mean, best I mean, you teams. understand the Rams at plus 1,200 because that well, really doesn't make because, sense to me because, well, yeah, you're losing Odell, but you're getting yeah, Robert yeah. Woods right back. Yeah, but, that, but the thing that they're – understanding is is these aren't the teams that you're looking at like free agent still hasn't come the draft hasn't come so these teams are going to change yeah. that's why their numbers are so high they're not going to put somebody at like minus 100 or whatever or like a oh clear no favorite. i just think when those teams definitely there, be there like that's a drastic point difference well, plus 715 plus 1200 i mean no it is you're right and and that's I think it's a little weird because there's only two teams in the NFC that are going to be competing. Really well, I wanted to comment Bowl. on that. Like yeah. the fact that Vegas is clearly favoring the AFC with the top two teams being the Bills and the Chiefs. That and then the Rams falling all the way to plus twelve hundred being the first NFC team listed. That I mean, it almost goes to show that they definitely think the winners coming out of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, now that Brady's gone, you know, the Bucks are down to plus twenty six hundred. So they're not really a factor anymore. That leaves Green Bay and San Fran alongside LA. I that, don't really take the Cowboys that seriously. Nah, fuck the Cowboys. So, no, but the, with the pack though, Andy, I wanted to lead into you with this: the fact that they're at plus twelve hundred and people still don't know who their quarterback is going to be next year. They still don't have the Devontae Adams thing shirt out. I think plus twelve hundred is fairly generous for them, given the fact that Jordan Love could be their quarterback next year and they could be without their number one receiver. Andy, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's just. That's the assumption. The assumption is they're going to be back, but they don't want to make it obvious. So I think it's the plus twelve hundred being the same as the Rams is questionable to me. I do think the Rams are better than the Packers right now. If they can figure, if the Packers can figure out some additions, but there's just so much cap situation they have to figure out. So I think the Rams are better than them. Why the hell are the 49ers there? What, what, they what do you mean? Respect them. Respect who? Jimmy Garoppolo's still there. That's your husband, by uh, the way. I the love odds? him. Listen, I, the odds are sitting at plus 1,300, right behind me. the Packers at plus 1,200. So, they, I don't know. I really like the 49ers, and I think that if they actually let Trey Lance play and he ends up even being just half decent, they're going to have a shot to be right back where they were this past season because um, Jimmy was not good, no, you're and they right. still got there. You're right, but yeah. do you do you consider them better than Dallas with Trey Lance? You haven't seen Trey Lance play yet. I don't know, but That's I don't like take the I Cowboys to... serious in a playoff environment. What's they could Dallas win as many at? regular season games Plus as they want. Plus 1,400? Plus 1,400. They're all very tight-packed, and that makes sense because the, the draft hasn't happened and free agency hasn't happened, but it, it it's very it's odd to me that the Niners are there because well, Trey Lance is going to be technically a rookie in a, in, in a sense. Yeah. Forget about the Trey Lance situation right now and just look at it face value like Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be their quarterback. Using the logic that you laid out earlier, Andrew, the Niners beat the Cowboys in their last game. So if nothing's really changed, you're not sure who's going to be their quarterback, then I understand why the Niners are given the slight nod above the Cowboys. And personally, I do think that they are the better team because of their defensive capabilities. And coaching, truthfully. And, and coaching. I mean, dude. That's true. McCarthy is right clear of McCarthy. Yeah, like, way clear. Yeah. So yeah. I think, honestly, right under the Cowboys... My value pick right now, one of my top two value picks, Baltimore Ravens sitting at plus 1,800. Okay. You're giving Lamar a full offseason to get healthy. They're finally getting some weapons around him. Could have he's, AB. Exactly. Antonio Brown is looking like he's going to go to Baltimore, if anywhere. Um, you're finally getting uh, their running back that just got – he tore his ACL. Um, 
I'm drawing a blank. Exactly. Uh, J.K. Dobbins Dobbins, is coming back. You're actually going to have solid running game. So that's really what they've been lacking is the weapons around Lamar to take some of the pressure off him. You're letting him get healthy. They're going to make a big run, especially defensively. They have that defense to really go deep into the playoffs. And I think at plus 1,800, the Ravens are really a good pick there. I definitely don't hate that. But they got to get better at left tackle because Villanueva is an absolute oh, yeah. issue. Like he's oh, yeah. he's just like he's tissue paper. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's old. old. His feet aren't there anymore. He's not Joe Thomas. He's not the type well, of guy that's going to linger in the league for fifty. I mean, nobody's really Joe Thomas. But I'm just saying that like he needs to hang him up. Is my opinion, Andrew? What were you going to say? Well, I think I think they're going to get Stanley back. Yes, and he plays left tackle. Ronnie Stanley. Yeah, I believe they'll get him back, so he'll be healthy. But he, was he out the whole year? Yeah, he tore, I think he tore his ACL like week one. Interesting. So okay, so there goes my point. No, no, you're good though. But it makes sense because then that that's going to leave a hole on the other side of the the O line. Their O line isn't good. Like it's not like you replace one guy and your O line's automatically good. No, the Ravens O line sucked. So. And it needs to be good because Lamar, as good as he can get away, you give him one second, it's not going to be enough. So you're 100% right there. Right under the Ravens, too, you have, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals just took a trip to the Super Bowl, sitting at plus 2,000. I think that I thought that they would be a little bit higher just because they want people to bet on them. I figured that they would put the Bengals kind of around like a plus 12, 1,400 just to, for yeah. people to kind no, of like bet put, on yeah, Joe Shice, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, feel the hot hand. Steal some money but, from uh, people. Exactly. No, I, was, <laughs> no, I really I think it. you probably would yeah. be able to. A lot of casual fans out there probably would be sold, oh, next year. Next year is the yeah. Bengals yeah. year. After that Super Bowl performance, like, they were coming back. A little more time, they could have had it. Like, I'm betting Bengals next yeah. year. I so. bet against them a lot. Obviously, if you guys listen yeah, to our oh, episodes yeah. during the playoffs, I didn't pick them one time. Neither, Granted, yeah. the Super Bowl, I was correct. But they feel like a team to me whose gas tank is just completely empty. They went through a season this year. Joe Burrow played great. Jamar Chase, obviously, offensive rookie of the year. But it feels like defenses are going to kind of figure out how to contain Chase. I'm not saying they're going to completely stop him, but they're going to figure out a way to mitigate him. And they're also going to figure out a way, when mitigating him, how to also slow down T. Higgins. Burrow did get a little shaken up in that Super Bowl, so I'm just kind of worried about his health, too. It feels like they could be a team that went from having that magical season this year to being like a 9-8 and eight team next I year. I definitely get what you're saying, and I need Cincinnati, the organization, to kind of come around and say, this is our opportunity and our window to be taken seriously as a franchise because they haven't had this type of star power on their roster Absolutely. yet. No. So I think that if they could take advantage of that, we saw Carson Palmer, he said that the only worry that he has about this core group of guys is if the front office is willing to spend the money to keep them together. So I think, like you said, if they could kind of find a way to keep everybody together and build off of that foundation, then they'll be able to find success. But if it's just a lightning in the bottle and you're accepting that and trying to just cheap out and cut corners, that's not the way you win in this league. So that wouldn't see success in my opinion. Can I, well put, Andy. What can do you I got? mention just two two things, and I'm gonna make it quick. The fact that the Broncos are at plus 2200 is a joke, and I think that's stupid. They're above the number one seed in the AFC last year, the Titans. The fact that they're that low, I know they played like garbage in the playoffs, but the Titans Three were a really good team all year. I don't know if Tannehill's taking them to the Super Bowl, but I can tell you right now. The Broncos' current quarterback situation, nowhere near as good as the Titans. Well, and this that's is kind of a similar situation like I was saying with the Bengals. I yeah. feel, excuse me, the Broncos are Mad only there. Burpy. Yeah, I feel that the <laughs> uh, Broncos are only there because people might think that they're getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the assumption. That's but really that's, it. That's, it's a joke. Am I, but it's smart for FanDuel. I, don't get me wrong. That's smart for them, but it, it makes me kind of laugh out loud. And the, the Chargers are pretty low, in my opinion. I thought Lower so than too. the Bengals, too. I mean, the Chargers should have been in the playoffs. And I think that Justin Herbert is going to be an MVP candidate next yeah. year if he wasn't already this year. I mean, he's been fantastic. Certainly capable. Certainly yeah, capable. he has those types of skills. They have a lot of cap space. We're going to see them spend that money this offseason. And I think that they could come back very loaded. And it is a deep AFC, but Justin Herbert has the talent, and he's competed with the best of them. So I'm liking the Chargers at plus 2,400. Right. So we have talked a lot about AFC teams. We talked about the Ravens. We talked about the Bengals. We did mention the Titans briefly, the team we just talked about there. Let's kind of transfer over to the NFC where we did talk about the Packers, but I want to talk about our two teams in particular being the Giants and the Eagles. Matt, right now you guys are at plus 8,000, man, and they looking beautiful. No, it, it isn't because truthfully – 8,000 is generous. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah, is. Yeah. It, it is very generous. It's a first year with a new GM. I'm not expecting much at all. Next football season, I'm 
going to be a full-time Chargers fan, I believe. <laughs> uh, my little brother really likes the Chargers, and he likes Herbert a lot. So I think I'm just going to hop on the bandwagon with him for a season <laughs> and uh, enjoy football with them while also you know, <laughs> just not rooting for the development of the Giants. Oh. We're going to see – it's around that time of the offseason where you're going to see a lot of guys get cut. So the Giants are going to come out in – three months with a totally different team from yeah. we even know as of today. Real quick, yes or no question. You don't even have to explain. Is Saquon Barkley their starting running back? Yes, yeah, Saquon's going to play. Dude, are you high? Yeah, that's it's all clickbait. Anything you see about the Giants trading Saquon is all clickbait. Okay. There, I'm, I'm sure just, that there I mean, has been. he's healthy. I'm sure there's been calls. I, I'm sure guys have called the Giants and They've thought, you know what, maybe they're willing mm-hmm. to split ways with It depends with him. on the offer. But okay, with Devin Booker? Or is that it? What's Devontae, Devontae, he got Booker? cut yesterday. He got Devin cut Booker. yesterday. He got cut did he really? He did get cut. Him and yeah, yeah, exactly. Wayne a Dallman. A victim of the cap space. But <laughs> I think that you, you need to see an explosive Saquon Barkley in an explosive offense and give yeah. him that chance. So I think Joe Shane knows that. Brian Dayball knows that. I think they're going to give him the yeah. opportunity next season, at least before they trade him. What about your team, Steve? 3,300? I, mean, I think... Again, kind of going off of Matt's point, I think 3,300 is fairly generous. I mean, it's still crazy odds. If you bet on that and you hit, like, that's a massive bet. Like, it's not like it was a gimme by any means. Mm -hmm. But we talked about this last week when we talked about kind of the futures of our personal franchises, our teams. It just, like, to me, we got to get figured out at the quarterback position first. We got to decide whether we're going into this season with Jalen Hurts as our guy or whether we're going to move some of these picks around and bring in a guy like Wilson or bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson. I'm off on Kyler Murray. I'm not only because <laughs> I like do feel like he's semi injury prone, like he dealt with injuries last year. I can't dealt see with him leading a team. I really no, can't. I mean, not a successful. He's a team selfish guy, man. Given all the things that we've seen take place in the last couple of weeks, that press that came out, rather the newsletter that, that came out from his that, team, yeah. like it's just non professional. He doesn't seem like Matt said like a leader that he could take a locker room full of men and actually bring them to victory. So I'm yeah. off on him. If I had to pick one of those two guys between Watson and Wilson, I said it last week, I would take Deshaun Watson. I stick with that. But plus 3,300, ultimately, I think it's fair. I think, if anything, it's trending in the direction of being too generous. I think we should probably be somewhere at like plus 4,500, plus 5,000. But I'm excited for the bird season. I think that we have an opportunity to really take ourselves to another level with these first three-round picks. So we'll see how it goes. But ultimately think that they are, Vegas is being a little too friendly to the birds. I, I love that he brought up Deshaun Watson because now that Miami said we're out, we're not even bothering, it's either them or Carolina. So I do think Watson's more of an option than he ever has been. For oh, yeah. Philly. I mean, dude, if he is proven to be guilty, then obviously all things are off the yeah. table. He's not worthy of being a quarterback for any of the 32 teams in the league. If he's proven not guilty – Bring him home to Philly, baby. Bring him to Philly. Bring him home to Philly. To Philly with welcome arms. With welcome Talking about the other birds, like you said, with the Kyler Murray situation. And then it's funny, you actually brought up the other name I was thinking of, Russell Wilson. Um, With that situation, I don't know if you ever saw the clip of last season during the wild card game against the Rams. It was Russell Wilson on the Peyton and Eli broadcast. And Eli asked him, he said, Russ, what would you do right now to get your team and rally the troops together if you were Kyler Murray? And Russ said right there, he said, I would be up. I would be getting everybody uh, riled up, you know, telling the guys we can do this. We can overcome this. It's about believing in ourselves and working as a team. And then they cut to Kyler Murray and sit on the bench like a putz. Exactly. He's pouting on the sidelines. So it's exactly what we mean. If he's, if this is happening in Arizona, you're, you know, I'm understandable to feel the Arizona heat, but in this sense, it's just not okay. No. And if he wants to be a big time player, he can't be acting like a diva like this. Yeah. He should have just went to the Oakland A's and stuck with baseball. Oh, he'd, be a, he'd, he'd totally be playing right now, you know? He would, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. right, given that situation. But, yeah. all right, it feels like we did talk pretty good amount about the Super Bowl winners. Pretty good. Well, I'm, I'm sure we're going to touch on it in future weeks, oh, too, yeah. just given the fact that we don't really have any yeah. real ball to talk as about right things, now. As things go on in free agent signings and dra- the draft happens. Exactly. Yeah, as all that happens, we'll have a clear. Exactly. And you just touched point. on something perfect, Andrew, if you want to take us into – Talking about the combine again taking place right now in Indianapolis, which will lead us into the draft. All these teams right now evaluating the players, evaluating the entire stock of college players coming out right now. Yeah, I've always Thoughts? I've always kind of been out on the combine. I think it's weird to watch guys running their underwear and <laughs> you're one of those guys. The I do. Party. I think it's weird because I just played forty college games. Why do you need to measure every inch of my body? Like you saw what I can do, and I get it. It's against different competition, but. 
I, I'm always out on the combine, but when it comes to the draft, I love the draft. Like it's one of my oh, favorite. Hell yeah. It's one of my favorite things that ever that happens in sports in a year. The NBA and NFL drafts. I love them both. So all right, so but right now though, there's a couple of these players at the top. Like Vegas is given. If you guys just heard that banging, that's somebody above us in the in the room above us. Hopefully not about to fall through the ceiling. Gunshots, Cherry Hill. Right, yeah. <laughs> but um, so here's a couple of the names, and both of you guys feel free to throw out your thoughts as I'm reading these off. So the number one guy right now that Vegas thinks is going to go number one overall is Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. His odds are minus one ten. And as we go down the list, we got Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end out of Michigan, sitting at plus 300. So now we're getting into plus money with these guys. Ecom Ikwanu, offensive tackle out of NC State, sitting at plus 400. And then rounding it out, top four, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end out of Oregon at plus 1,200. So a massive dip from Ikwanu to Thibodeau. Boys, like, how are we feeling? Because right now, I mean, Vegas seems to definitely think this Evan Neal kid's going number one. Yeah, I definitely would stay away from betting on the NFL draft if you're going to bet on Evan Neal. It just doesn't seem worth it, in my opinion. Sitting at minus 110, the odds of him not going number one are just too high for me. I really like Aiden Hutchinson a lot, and I think that he has the potential, sitting at plus 300, to really go number one. Mm -hmm. He's a defensive player really similar to TJ Watt. He's going to take over a defense, and he's going to be you know, that foundational piece that somebody out there is looking for for the next few years. Can I pose a point to you, though? So Send me. Jaguars sitting at number one. Offensive tackle, come yeah. in, great program, a program that obviously Trevor Lawrence is familiar with, having played them in the national championship a couple of times. But my ultimate point is, do you think it would be wiser being Doug Peterson, new head coach, new regime over there in Jacksonville, Duval, do you bring in an offensive tackle to protect your star quarterback for the next 10 years, or do you go defensive end and kind of have two staples on offensive side being Trevor Lawrence, defensive side being Aiden Hutchinson? Where, like, Obviously, are you leaning towards going Hutchinson? Well, see, if I was the GM, I would absolutely take the offensive tackle, okay. and okay. I would want to protect my quarterback. It's all about but fit. we're yeah. talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars here. <laughs> so I am not putting it past them at no, all I to be like, either. oh, you know what? We're going to take the better talent overall, the guy that's going to be you know, the better player in the long run and a potential hall of famer then they're going to make an excuse you know something like that yeah. that we see similarities in him to lawrence taylor some, right. some bs like that be but they'll try huh? and sell us on you know why they made that decision i ultimately think that they will find a way to mess it up yeah i think he's probably in the gm's mind his idea is smarter taking the guy who's going to be the left tackle for your team for the next decade whatever. which is that is which smart is build your foundation on but offense. also you said the most talented player aiden hutchinson is not the most talented player in this draft all it's right talk to us it's, talk to it's, us it's Kayvon Thibodeau and it's not even close that guy's a freak of nature they play the same position so you can compare them Thibodeau I mean he didn't play the same schedule as Aiden Hutchinson no doubt and he also I believe he missed a couple games for I think it was either an injury or suspension something but He's a hell. He's a hell of a lot better than Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson played one great O line all year, Orange Bowl. He didn't even come close to Stetson Bennett. So I'm sorry. It is. It's one of those things where you play a good O line. He didn't come close. So I compare it to an NFL O line. I don't know how he's going to do, but I know Thibodeau's a freak of nature. So I'd if if I'm taking the best player, I'd take him. Thibodeau at plus twelve hundred too would be a great bet, but. Evan Neal's probably going to be number one because you would hope Doug Peterson, he's been in the NFL for a while, you'd hope that he's smarter than what, Somewhat knowledgeable yeah, what to, the Jaguars yeah. have done in the past. Yeah, so. I mean, I love Doug. I don't think that the Eagles yeah. should ever let him go, but hey, another story for another day. Yeah. Just to kind of round out talking about the number one overall pick, I really like both of your guys' points. I think I'm going to take a mixture of both of your logics and say that I wouldn't touch Neal at the number one overall pick just for value's sake because he's minus 110. And it just, given like how Matt laid it out, like there, the probability that one man is taken at number one overall, like it's just, it's a crapshoot. There's a thousand kids in this draft. Yeah, you and never know. Yeah. So if I were going to go that way, I'd probably take Iquanu at plus 400 to be the number one overall pick because I do believe that the Jags are probably going to prioritize taking a lineman to protect. Trevor Lawrence, as opposed to kind of having two pillars on the offense and defensive side to lead their franchise for the next 10, 15 years. I tend to think they're going to lean that way. And I have heard people say that they think Iquanu is the better talent. Neil, obviously, given that pedigree because he played at Alabama. So my value would be in taking Iquanu at plus 400. But kind of to branch off of Andrew's point as well, there's been a lot of great defensive ends that are currently playing in the league right now who have come out of Oregon and have been high draft picks. 
So it seems like they have a formula over there. Cristobal, obviously, he's gone there now, right? Yeah. But he had a Damn formula landing, for bringing man. in these guys that seem to be freaks on the defensive end yes. position. So I don't think Thibodeau would be a bad pick. Yeah. But it's I'm, weird. All year long, like as the season progressed, it was always Thibodeau. Because yeah, I think it was the Lions at the first pick. It was always 100%. Thibodeau, Thibodeau, Thibodeau. And then Aiden Hutchinson has a great game against Ohio State. And, oh, you got to take Hutchinson. It's the Hutchinson. Heisman. True. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's all of that. It's all hype at that point. Go with if I'm the Jaguars, like I said, I'm going with Neil just because it helps my team the best. But the best player in the draft isn't it doesn't matter ultimately until you develop them to be to their full potential. But if you're betting, again, I wouldn't bet Neil and I wouldn't bet Hutchinson, but it is it is what it is for the Jaguars, to be honest with you. It, they have to do what's best for them. So if I had to guess, don't bet on the number one pick because it'll probably be Neil. Yeah, save your money. Yeah, save your money. Maddie, any last thoughts before we roll a break and then come back talking some NBA? Nah, I think I'm ready to talk hoops whenever you are. Let's do it. Let's roll a break, and then we'll come back, talk some NBA hardwood action. Be back in a second. Don't go anywhere. And we're back, back on Moneyline Madness, back on Episode 9, talking some NBA. Now, Matt, granted, we're all getting better at picking NBA, but you are our resident NBA guy, so why don't you get us kicked off here on the slate? Man, I'm just looking right now, and the first game that we have is the Bulls at the Hawks. That's at uh, 7-10 Eastern time. Right now, the Bulls sitting at minus one on the spread, which I think if you're going to bet on that game, that's I think perfect. that's definitely perfect, the pick. Yeah. Um, you go to the money lines, Bulls are minus 112, and the Hawks are minus 104. So, FanDuel, you could suck a fat one for that. Suck truthfully. a fat like, one, Like, you're going to make both of them minus. Like, come on. At least have the Hawks give me a little bit of appeal on the money line side. Give me a plus 110. You know, like, that's not too much to ask for, I feel. So I thought the lines were weird as well when that, I looked at that. Yeah, this that morning. just doesn't make sense. And for that game, I know that like Trey has been stinking it up lately. So that's really the reason that I would think. And he got hurt the other day. Exactly. Like they're not 100% at all. And the Hawks like, are seriously or, I mean, the Bulls hurt. Are or just like, I think he had just a little. He's, just, he's not 100%. He's not 100%. He's not 100%. DeAndre Hunter's been awful. Yeah. Clint Capella has been really bad. Word. And basically, it's all going south in Atlanta. Yeah. And for them to sit at a minus 104 against a team like the Bulls just seems absolute asinine to me. Yeah. So I'm going to go Bulls minus one on that game. If you guys have any player props, any picks like that. I just had it. two quick ones, and they were just they were all Bulls because I'm with you. The, the Hawks have been horrible. So I, I got uh, Zach Levine going over 22 and a half. That's, to me, that's a smart pick. I mean, like you said, the yeah, Hawks I like have been that. awful. And DeMar DeRozan over five and a half rebounds. I feel like it, it kind of makes sense at that point. There's not many, like, the Hawks have been really struggling to do everything in every facet. And like you said, Clint Capella has been awful lately too. So I wouldn't be surprised if DeRozan's just there for a lot of able rebounds. Able to get some tonight. boards, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Hawks are, I mean, just to quickly touch on it, a weird team this year because we saw them in the playoffs last year really catch fire under Nate McMillan. And, I don't remember that, truthfully. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I could see how that oh, would yeah, be something do. to easily put in the back of your mind for Knicks fans. But not to bring up tragedy for you, but just the fact that they did look promising under Nate McMillan and now this year kind of fledgling, to say the least. They're not bad, but they're they're not as good as I feel like they should be. And now on this game in particular, this last time the teams played, they won, rather the Bulls won in Chicago. It was a score of 112 to 108. So they played close before, and that was only February 24th, so like a week ago. Um, but in this game in particular, I'm going to take the under at 232.5 and Bulls at plus 4.5 on an alternative spread. Altogether, that parlays at plus 184. I like that a lot. Yeah. If you're trying to get friskier, though, and I'm still debating on this, whether I feel like I want to add this to the parlay or not, but considering DeRozan over 30 and a half points, which would lay it at plus 455. If you feel that that's a little risky, I would even say I'm really liking right now AO's line Word. of 10 and a half points. He's going to be playing point guard. It's going to be Trey Young guarding him. Come on, yeah. that's free. Yeah, I mean, that's free not, cash. That's free if money. anything, Trey's so, just going to oh, yeah. be hacking at him, and he'll get to the line. A couple exactly. Times, you know so I, mean? I think that ten and a half at minus yeah. one hundred two, you could even sneak that in there. I'm Word. sure there's probably even an alternate spread if you want to go a little bit lower and just get kind of cheeky with it. <laughs> get cheeky. Get with a it. little yes. cheeky with it. I was it. wondering when that was going <laughs> to make its first appearance. Twelve show, eleven, but. the first cheeky of the day. <laughs> the first cheeky of the day. <laughs> that's good. That's good for Matt. Well, Let's go. taking us next into a little bit less of a cheeky game. This is an East Coast matchup. We got the Miami Heat taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Heat sitting at minus two, minus one thirty-two on the money line. Forty-one and twenty-two, number one team in the East, bro. Yeah. I feel like gotta mention it just because it's like that Jimmy Butler effect, man. Like he goes to these teams. Granted, he's not playing great ball right now, but like he's got them humming. 
Yeah, you know, he actually the, team. the second half of the game the other night, the last 36 minutes, he shot two of 12 and they oh, lost. Oh so God. he actually, it's funny you say that as he dropped a little stinker the other yeah, day. Yeah, but he's but he he's, has, like you said, they're a fantastic regular season team. They're a team that shoots for longevity. You yeah. know, they're not looking. They cruise through the regular season and they oh, yeah. beat bad teams. That's really where their bread and butter is. They don't lose the games that they shouldn't. Yeah, fast. and that's the difference in the NBA from teams like the Heat and then teams that want to be taken seriously like the Celtics. So. We're going to uh, talk about the Nets a little bit, though. So if you guys have any picks for this game, <laughs> I, I had to take I a little shot at so, it. I gave that. him such a dead stare throughout. <laughs> yeah. like, what? My soul like, felt that. Um, you guys have any picks for that game? Want me to go first, Andy? No, I mean, yeah, you can because we can't do really any player props. Yeah, there were no props yeah. available at the time. So I'm just going with, like, one of those double performances. Or I definitely just said that wrong. Player but performance doubles? No, <laughs> regard, no, like the um, – the combos, like the the winning combos. So player performance double, literally yes, vomiting in my yes, own mouth. Let me just say, Miami win, and then under two twenty and a half at plus two forty. Gotcha. It's a combo. I'm, gotcha. I'm gonna listen to the well, song Tyler piece. Hero tonight just to get ready for the game. Okay. Oh. Wait, say that again. Was yeah, that? Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna right. listen to the song Tyler Hero. Oh, you're yeah, you're a <laughs> Jack on. Harlow fan. I love okay. Jack Harlow. Um, no anyways, Kyrie. No Kyrie. Yeah, so. no Kyrie. I'm going to go with a Bam Adebayo double-double and Miami to win. Brooklyn has no big men, and Bam is going to absolutely well, abuse Andre the Drummond. paint. Yeah, I'd like to see <laughs> I'd really like to see him defensively stop Bam yeah. Adebayo or on the boards. I mean, I know Drummond is good on the boards, but Bam is just a physical yeah. monster. An so that's it's at plus 176. Last night I was able to hit on the Joe Val double-double and the Pelicans to win. So, I'm going to ride that wave of a big man getting our rebounds and going to go with Bam Adebayo. Where I, I I really like Bam Adebayo. I bet on him a few times this year and every time beautiful wins, gems money yeah he's great <laughs> he really is and his, his lines are a little low especially like the heat are a really good rebounding team even aside from bam so if you come across a team like the nets or i think last week like the thunder i talked about that don't have a lot of depth at the five you could really abuse the centers on the other Facts. end of things and just for my own sanity what i was mentioning and trying to reference was match slash total parlay gotcha. miami heat victory and an under of 220 and a half plus 240 Defensive game. Now plus 250. So plus it went up 10 points. There you go. All right, Maddie, take us to the next game. Next game, we're heading a little bit north. We got the Pistons going up against the Toronto Raptors. Right now, the Raptors coming in at minus 8.5, minus 375 on the money line. Over under sitting at 218. This game, absolute stinker in my opinion. You guys have anything you want to tell me on it? No. All I want to say is that the Pistons have been playing a lot better since the break, putting up a lot of points at least. I don't know if they're winning or losing games. They're, they're staying competitive. Developing somewhat. Exactly, and that's something good to see, obviously, with Cade Cunningham and then Bagley coming over in the trade. You just want to see them grow, man. I don't want to see any team in any league be bad. You know what I mean? I want competition. Basically what they're fighting for in the MLB right now, yeah. or one of the things they're Compet fighting for. Yeah, I agree. Competitiveness. And so mm -hmm. I like to see the Pistons getting better. That's all I have to say about that. Andy? Yeah, I know the Raptors kicked the crap out of the Nets the other day. We love whenever anybody beats the crap out of the Nets yes, over sir. here. So, I mean, I'm I'm expecting them to do it again. But you're right. The Pistons have been developing very well. So, oh, I couldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a close game, but I really don't have anything on it. Are you going to go with any player props in this one, man? Yeah, I got a couple. Just two just really little cheeky ones that uh, I thought I could <laughs> just throw together. Once two he throws uh, one out, they get yeah, all. Yeah, they all start. Rolls. They flow it. You know, they start flowing. Uh, I like Jeremy Grant. His rebounds sit at minus or uh, at three and a half right now. So I'm going to go with over three and a half rebounds for Jeremy Grant. That's at minus 130. And then I'm going to also par that with a little beef stew. And <laughs> his line is sitting at eight and a half. So I'm going to go over on both of those. That comes in at plus 204. And all we need are a few rebounds. You know, the piss or the, uh, I'm sorry, the Raptors like to shoot a lot of threes. And we're going to see a lot of long rebounds. I think that we're going to be able to get that relatively easily. So. Not excited for that game per se, but I think that that's where, you know, if you're looking to make some money, that's where my mindset is at. That's the thing with the games like this. It's like you got to get so, and I hesitate to say inside baseball because we're talking about the NBA, but the saying itself applies. Like just to really like the fine tune points of all these games and yeah. all these bets, like Cade Cunningham, 
one and a half threes. Like, uh, that actually might be something to bet on. But, like, right now, I have no idea who Gary Trent Jr. is. And, like, he's saying... <laughs> I was actually looking at his line, and I was thinking, you know what, maybe if there was somebody to go off for the Raptors tonight, the Pistons don't really have that yeah. two guard that could guard Gary Trent. I don't know if he's playing the three. No, Scotty Barnes is probably at the Well, three. I was going to say, so. it looks like Van Vliet isn't playing, correct? Because they don't have him listed on these. Yeah, no, you already know. I would be all over Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, yes, too. He's the big three-point shooter on that team, so if he's not playing, then a guy like Gary Trent might, might put up more to slide shots. In. Exactly. exactly. That's the exact mindset you got to come with and that's growth right there yeah, yeah that's exactly. the exact mindset that. that we come with on the Moneyline madness podcast Absolutely. hell yeah hell yeah always hell yeah coming Good up next mindset. andy b year celtics hosting ah. the memphis grizzlies they've been hot coming yeah. off a 50 yeah. plus point performance from john moran but the celtics are just as hot winning what was it like nine of their last 10 oh yeah so um, you're sitting at a minus two uh 2.5 on the spread a minus 136 on the money line Talk to me here. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I feel great about the way the Celtics are playing, coming off a good win against Atlanta. I know Jalen Brown got hurt. He's not playing tonight. Unfortunate. I'm I'm pretty terrified. I mean, yeah, John I Morant truthfully is, would be. The Grizzlies are on an absolute Absolutely. Roll. And I would not be surprised. I mean, the line's two and a half, so I mean, the Celtics are still favored. I wouldn't have been surprised if the Grizzlies are favored. They're just they're playing really well. So And without Jalen Brown, I don't know if it's going to be that easy for us to win, but I still have it because it was minus one when I looked. It's gone up to minus two and a half on ESPNs. So I don't know what it is because I'm looking at two different things right now. But because Jason Tatum's going to be the main guy, obviously, no Jalen Brown, he'll get over 29 and a half, I think. Feel good about that. But I, before we started, I was thinking John ja Morant, going to get guarded by Marcus Smart. Maybe he gets under 30. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go John Moran goes over 30 and a half tonight. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, When your no. brain tells your heart, yeah. just let's, let's and, calm down um, a little bit. <laughs> but I do think Marcus Smart comes with at least six assists over five and a half, obviously, and that will be a helpful one. So that parlay actually was two plus two uh, plus 698 on that one, but going to be a great game. TNT picked it. It is really going to be I like those odds a lot, Andrew. Stevie, talk oh, to yeah. me. So I'm actually involved with a Marcus Smart action, little action too. So I got him. Marcus Smart, plus 20.5 points and assists at plus 100. And granted, these are all individual bets that I'm about to list off. I also like Steven Adams, plus 7.5 points. I mean, that seems like – like, if you can't score – I have Steven Adams in this matchup as, like, one of my highlighted players because Word. Boston really, as I said, isn't deep at the five besides Robert Williams. Yeah, so. yeah and then they got Tease. Like, exactly. as a joke, who could – like, he's not going to match up against Adams. Adams will back Adams, him down yeah, all he's day a long. Beast. And honestly, Robert Williams is somewhat of a – He's, he, like, he's, he's, he's not going to be able to handle Will, uh, lanky, Steven yeah. Adams like that. Well, then that. give me that all day at plus 106. Yeah. Like, the fact that it's plus money, I'm on that. And then to round it out, like, I kind of am on the fence about this, but the fact that, right, Celtics are playing at home. Yes. The fact that he is their best offensive player, for the exception of when Jalen Brown gets really hot on some games, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum over three and a half threes at plus 124. So can like, I he'll uh, shoot like 10 of them. Exactly, but right. he doesn't make a lot yeah. of them, in all honesty. No. Steve, can I tickle your fancy for a second oh, for a, uh, a little player performance double that I think you might be interested in? Tickle it. Well, Steven Adams, double-double, and if you think Memphis is going to win, that's sitting at plus 680 that is on the player crazy performance odds. props. I was very hesitant to actually touch the game itself because I get in these weird like trains of thought, I guess I would say, is like Memphis is so hot right now. And so is John Morant specifically. And I've gotten like this with the Sixers this year when when Embiid was 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, and we were winning all those games. Yep. Like I kind of just look at them like they got to eventually slow down. Like they yeah. got to get tired. They got to have you, one you don't wanna, night. You don't want to bet on that one night that they all of a sudden come to a that stop. That jaw goes for 22 But and you six, never know if you like, could ride the end of that hot hand you're not, you're if you don't wrong. bet on it. I really like those odds. <laughs> at plus 680, Steve Adams and a double-double and a win for Memphis. Or plus, if you just want to stick with the points, his Steven Adams, eight points in Memphis to win is plus 290. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, the that. one I really liked was um, yeah. uh, John Morant is 30-plus and Memphis to win. That's at plus 230. I think it's going to... I'm sorry, Andy, but I think that's going to come pretty easy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, this is going to be a really good game and fun to watch, and I'm going to be very excited watching it. But I wouldn't be surprised if we lose. They are very hot. John Morant's a superstar, It's two man. of the hottest he, teams in the NBA for a reason. He's an absolute superstar. Can I comment on something off of that real quick, yeah. too? It, I was going to say this, and I forgot. It hurts me to watch him be playing so well because he is taking away from the Embiid MVP case. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They came on TV the other day after Ja went off, and they were like, Ja Morant MVP. And Steve Adam, rather, Steve – and A. Smith talks about it like a fluid situation. And granted, NBA is so day-to-day that it can be Embiid one day, 
John Morant the next day, but it really feels like that it's, momentum for yeah. Morant is taken off. And like, I feel bad for Embiid because we have Harden on the squad now, which is going to detract from people being like, oh, well, why do you need Harden if he's the MVP? You know what I mean? So. I definitely know where you're coming from. And honestly, I was against John Morant just because he got picked right before RJ and I really wanted him on the Knicks. That's so I was hating on him for a little bit before I came around and eventually, you know, started supporting. I think that he is an absolute poster boy for the media and they like espn everybody he's cool yeah he's a cool guy he's very relatable he's young he tweets you know people love that about him so i think that's really why the media loves him zion got all the love back then look at john (laughs) well yeah zion is in the picture but i do (laughs) think that like you said, I that comes into play with the MVP race just because he, the media loves him so much. They're yeah. going to try and push, push agendas like that. So I think that my lock for tonight is going to be the John Morant 30-plus and Memphis win at plus 230. And then, in fact, I'm going to throw in a separate bet on Memphis plus 2.5 just in case we do get a little bit of a nail-biter. I can at least have a 2.5-point hedge to kind of cushion myself. I like it. I like that a lot. All right, moving on. We're going to San Antonio for a little bit of a stinker. The Kings yeah. taking on the Spurs. Spurs sitting at minus 295 on the money line. Yeah, what do you guys think about this? I hope everybody has fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoys the game. Yeah. I'll start by saying I'm shocked that they have actual like player props and performance doubles out on this game. I thought it would just be like the basic lines and then maybe like some – I don't know because – for instance, like that Brooklyn game we were talking about earlier, that's more intriguing to me than this game, and they had nothing for that. Yeah, so. well, truthfully, a lot of people like – I mean, I know personally, I really like to bet on DeMontis Sabonis and DeJounte Murray. Yeah. So the those are – exactly. Yeah. Those are two guys that are going head-to-head. So I would be interested in betting on that. A lot of people like those young guys like Murray that they could get a triple-double bet. FanDuel, yeah. I know, likes to kind of – uh, almost intrigue you somewhat to bet on a DeJounte Murray triple-double, you know? He yeah. puts up those games where he gets, like, 10, so 11, close, and 14. Yeah. Or then he'll you'll bet on it, and he'll put up, like, 8, 12, and yeah. 10. So, you so know, they really sometimes. want you to bet on that, and I think that's where those player performance doubles come in. I'm looking at those, truthfully, right now, and I really like a uh, DeJounte Murray 25-plus in San Antonio to win. I Plus think that, Yeah, I think that... Now that Halliburton's out of the picture, I don't think that the Kings have a two-guard that could really slow down yeah. DeJounte. And De'Aaron Fox doesn't really play defense the same mm-hmm. way that uh, close. Uh, Buddy Heald does. So. Yeah, I would say like non-existent. Right? Yeah, 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 pretty much screen door defense. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be my bet for the game. Yeah. Other than that, I really am not yeah, a fan of this. It's not that yeah. intriguing. In, in, in all honesty, I don't know enough about these two teams because they're the bottom feeders of the league. So I don't watch a lot of those games, especially they're two West Coast teams that play typically later. Of right yeah. now, this game's at 8.40, which I'm shocked at. Usually, they'll tip off around like 9.30, 10 o'clock. But um, also, I just wanted to say I'm drawing, too, on that Miami Heat-Brooklyn because there are now player props out for that. But this morning when Andrew and I looked at it, there yeah, weren't, correct? Weren't. So, yeah, glad I'm that they're out well, now, though. Sticking with the Kings-Spurs, if I'm going to go with that DeJounte Murray pick. I'm also going to take his over for three-pointers. Uh, one and a half over is sitting at plus 180 right now. So, oh, I yeah. think that uh, if yeah, he is going to score 21 points – Two of them will come on threes. Yeah, it's I not believe threes so. a lot at all, though. I don't think a ton, but I think when you have a team like the Kings that do like to shoot and they space the floor a little you bit more, keep up. yeah, you got to keep up, yeah. and the pu- the pace is going to be pushed definitely with a guard like De'Aaron Fox on the other side. Where I, I, I honestly, I kind of like that too. Plus one eighty, one and a half threes. Yeah, let's yeah. send it. Going down to Dallas, sticking in Texas, we're gonna look at the Golden State Warriors taking on the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs come in at minus two and a minus 122 on the money line. The over-under on that is 220. Yeah, I don't I don't know what FanDuel's thinking here, but I'm going to hop on the Warriors for this one. What do you guys think? Andrew, you go first. I'm I was actually the opposite. I'm hopping on Dallas. Really? I have a four-leg parlay that equals plus 1268. Oh, That's what I got. Talk oh, yeah. to me. We're, nice. going, we're going high. All right, I got Luka Doncic over 30 and a half. I expect him to just, you know, he's, that's how he goes. He's a great player. And, Not the and, other night. Well, all right. <laughs> Jalen Brunson over four and a half assists. I mean that that's a small number in my opinion. You guys opinion. have been loving Brunson. I yeah, my boy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> Dallas, that Dallas minus two. If they're gonna win, I feel like it's gonna be by two or three. I mean, close game. But and then I have Wiggins over fifteen and a half points because everybody's gonna focus on the other guys. Wiggins has really been feeding on that all year, and he loves that a great, great All Star season. So yeah, I have that equals plus six plus twelve sixty eight. So. If you hit that with me, yeah, that's a doozy of a might make a lot of money here. Are you? You have the balls to lock it for the week? 
Sheesh. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, yeah, what do you I, think? Well, I'm looking at it right now. I'm just trying to see like how the Warriors have played their last couple of games. T-Wolves lost. And then they lost to the Mavericks at home the other night. All right. Yeah, so, so I'm <laughs> feeling – yeah, with that being said, I'm feeling a little Stephen Curry 30 points in Golden State to win. Are you? He shot 16 three-pointers in that game that they lost against the Mavs. So – uh, after losing that game, he's going to come out. It's Steph Curry, man. He's going to come shoot. out, and he's going to be flamethrowing. Oh, yeah. That's sitting at plus 500. For the value of it, that's going to be my pick for that game. Word. I'm just looking at it right here. God damn it. This is tough. Like, I'm at, I'm definitely, like, I didn't give myself enough time also to pick this, but it's definitely a toss-up for me. I, I'm going to lean. Let me look at it one more time. Apologies for the delay. I'm Deep going to give the Warriors, but I'm going to give the Warriors, like, four points so whatever that sits at right now let me see that's where i would feel comfortable at alternative spreads warriors plus four warriors plus four i think that i'm even going to add like a separate no. bet the same way i did with the grizz i'm going to add a separate bet of the warriors plus two i really think that they're going to take this game home tonight after losing that one at home the other night i just can't see them dropping two in a row the cat with these caliber players that they have dropping two in a row to dallas a contender like that in the west can't see it all right, you actually just because what I, mean, I, well, no, what I actually I, am starting to you're no, starting like to sway your me logic on the, on is really it's really thorough and I like it. I, the, what I was leaning towards was actually Golden State minus four and a half, so definitely keeping it close. But yeah, it's plus one eighty two. Let me get back. I'll get back I, to you guys I on know, Twitter with that. I would have thought that that would be a lot higher, and I feel yeah. like you were looking for it to be a yeah, little bit higher. Yeah, I, I would have liked it for be a, like if that was around plus three hundred plus three. That would have been yeah. That yeah. definitely would have tossed my salad a little yeah. bit. But sitting at that, that just doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't seem realistic to me. I'm gonna give my official bet on the Warriors Mavericks game on Twitter. So be locked into Twitter later on today. Yeah, for make my sure you're following yes, us we're gonna have on all of socials yes. at ML Madness Pod. We're posting our picks everywhere, trying to win you guys money night in and night out, whether it be the NBA, whether it be the MLB, if they ever play a baseball game again, the NFL, when they do play football games. We're coming at you with some hockey. We're coming with NASCAR. We're coming with USFL, UFC, golf, all the above. Follow us everywhere. ML Madness Pod. You heard it here. Literally couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, it's pretty perfect. I have some conference tournaments. I'm a degenerate when it comes to conference tournaments and, uh, I'll have a lot of those on Twitter later. We'll college have basketball, correct? Oh yes, college yeah. basketball conference tournaments, and you'll, yeah, the people you'll, love some a lot games. of the schools. A lot of you have never heard of before, so you'll be very, you'll be. You're very a bold man for betting on college basketball. I'll tell you that because the most unexpected things tend to happen. Oh yeah, in but that's what hardwood. that's what makes it the Look best. Look at last weekend, opinion. top six teams lost. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm imagine you know putting what? parlay on that. Crazy. Like, we want you some dough. Be in the Bermuda Triangle right now, like <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, seriously. Vandal would literally pick you up from your house in a chopper and yeah, they take you to the Bermuda Triangle, just drop you, and like you would never get your money. You'd never be seen from again. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to pick, but you don't get to put out exactly. any picks yeah, ever this again. Spend exactly. your account. You're not. Yeah, your, yeah. your account just gets you locked out. All right, you guys want to wrap up with Lakers Clippers, and then we'll touch on some miscellaneous bets before we end the episode. Yeah, I'm going with a little less stinker. Yeah, right. A little crypt. I got arena. my lock. My locks in this game. Oh my we'll god! Call it a stinker. Yeah. I'm doing a lock parlay. No, 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 not not happy. the game. Less stinker. Just oh, LeBron, LeBron like their stinker. team, stinky. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Le GM. That's why stinky. I have. So I'm stink. betting against them. All right, Send AB, me. start us off then. Yeah. All right, well, because every every time I do a lock, it's always an individual pick, and, and Stephen hates me for it. I know, and I'm gonna do a parlay this time, and if it if hey. it works, I'll do it forever. All right, so I got the LA Clippers minus two and a half. They're gonna win the game. Lakers suck. Reggie Jackson over 19 and a half. Then Terrence Mann over 13 and a half. LeBron under six and a half assists because he hasn't had over six assists since the All-Star game. And then before that, it was like two weeks before that. So he hasn't had many assists. And then Marcus Morris over four and a half rebounds because somebody has to rebound in that game because both teams, both teams are very disappointing in my opinion, but at least the Clippers are at over 500. The Lakers, the Lakers are relying on DeAndre Jordan for yes. minutes at the five it's, because Anthony Davis can't stay on the court. Yeah, it's exactly. So it's so tough to watch the Lakers that betting against them kind it's of feels fire. bad. It it's kind awesome. of feels bad, but it's, it's like picking awesome on it's like it's, picking on a special needs yeah, kid, basically. Yeah. Oh you know, God. you're right. 
He's 100% right. Nah, it is. That's the fact. And the unfortunate thing about that (laughs) is that, like, I really love when the Lakers embarrass themselves. Like, when Russell Westbrook comes out and he absolutely stinks. Like, he shoots, like, one for 15. He's throwing bricks off the top of the backboard. I love all of it. Yeah. Inject that directly into my veins. They're talking back to fans now. Oh, yeah. Their heads are gone. It's so close to Civil War. And the best part is that they're It's the best. They're veterans, too. So, like, this is the exact opposite of the things that, you know, you would expect to yeah, see they're and, all washed up so. yeah and everyone is still oh can the lakers make a uh, run for the championship no and like, it's like no they can't no. they're old they're a retirement home anthony can, davis why did Melo leave portland like honestly no, he was having literally. his best times there like he was enjoying he was playing great basketball now the expectations came he could have played with, hit a you, shot like, he could have played with yusuf nurkic yeah. and he I chose hate to, to go say to this LA. off gross. the heels of ash wednesday but do you think for like team morality like just a little bit of camaraderie they might just like Pray to Kobe? Well, pray to Kobe or, like, put Russell Westbrook up on a crucifix and him. just, like, everybody gets to throw darts at him or something. <laughs> That's possible. Just to get the team spirit. We'll get a live stream if that happens. Hopefully. The unfortunate <laughs> thing about my pick for this game is that I did have some picks, but Andy's betting against the Lakers, which is really, like, awesome. Well, they but are on being, the road. They are. But, yeah, on, I, the, on the road, road at home. Um, <laughs> on but, the road at home. Andy is never right, so I think I might just go every pick that Andrew <laughs> went, the exact wrong. opposite of that, considering he really locked oh, that geez. in. So if I could bet on, if I could find the exact opposite of everything <laughs> that his lines were, I'll do that. That, that hurts my feelings. That really <laughs> no, no, nah, seriously. If you're looking for something, I really like a uh, a little Nick Batum two plus threes and the Clippers to win. That's at plus two twenty five. I'm really just looking for a little bit of value here. I don't think that. They haven't like they're old. The Lakers are yeah. old. They're not gonna try and uh you know run out and cover their man at the three point line uh, line yeah. when it's Nick Batum and he's a big like that. Yeah. You know we're not gonna see LeBron run out and try and make plays like that alongside Carmelo Anthony. You know playing the four and five. These guys are fifty years old. They're yeah. not gonna be risking their bodies for a three pointer from Nick there's, Batum. I can promise you that. There's nothing I'd like more than for I have Terrence Mann over thirteen and a half. You if you could alternate that, I'd go up to twenty. I wouldn't be surprised if really? the young guys just running all over those guys. Like, yeah, no, right? I could say it. like they're all you're right, they're a retirement home. Like, yeah, the crypto, yeah, the yeah. GM, whatever. The yeah. Lakers, whatever. Let's Overall think. comment on that just to surmise it all would be that LeBron has definitely shut it down. Like, yeah, he'll still go for 30, 32, like on nights that he wants to. He's cruise control. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. He's exactly. In just like, he's in neutral, just chilling. Well, I he's, think you saw it from the comments he made. He's already planning his next. Oh, no doubt. Oh yeah. Like, and I get it. The, the comments don't... about Cleveland too, that he's leaving the door open there in Come case on. he feels like going back. You're like, going wherever it's your corny. Goes. It really You're going to wind up in Sacramento. Have fun. Jeez. Like, I heard yeah. that a couple times. Sell some tickets. But, but like you can still have that mindset. And still go out there and perform to your best capability every night. Most people can, yes. I don't know if LeBron has that in him. Because well, he's always been a winner, and this seems just not a winning team. And he's somewhat of a diva, so he's just got to throw it. that little bit of a temper tantrum I'm just, and give that body language. And he so he's Kyler Murray of the NBA. He, Granted, he has he three has rings. Yeah. So he can, but he's... he's what was the... What was the first, I was going to say he's very... I don't know. Continue what you were saying. No, I mean, ultimately, it was just going to be like guys of, of high character who are still in a similar situation to LeBron. They've, it's been like this before. Guys that are on shitty teams that play to a high level that are looking to move on would still go out there every night and give it their absolute all because they know, A, that like kids are watching them on TV. Like I just don't think he sets a great example. Like, oh, I'm on a bad team. Like, LeBron I don't want to be here he anymore. He gives me the same vibe as, like, the last few years of Melo's career in New York. Yeah. Like, yeah. he put up his empty stats, but he wasn't playing any defense. He wasn't looking to help, def- like, defensively, anything like that. He's not leading the young guys. He's not trying to develop anybody. He's here. If the success is an instant in front of his face right there, he's not going yeah, after yeah. it like that. And I think LeBron, I agree, he's content yeah. right now. Yeah. And before I- we hit whatever we do next, he will not acknowledge that he created this team. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely not. The GM is serious. He, he is. created He's this. Created was this was built by him. He forced the Westbrook trade, and we're seeing it crumble in front of his eyes, man. Yeah. Like this is literally exactly what Palenka was worried about, and what the Lakers, I'm sure Lakers fans were worried about. I hope they that's stick the with typical Palenka. LeBron thing. He brings in all of his guys. He runs out all of your picks, trades all your young talent to win right now, and if. It doesn't, like we're seeing here. I mean, Cleveland was really lucky that they were able to get that one ring yeah. because if you don't, the same thing happens. You tear down your franchise for five to eight years just for LeBron to leave you in ruins when he's done with you. And so. he's finally – and 
Cleveland's finally figured it out. Exactly. And so it's I really long, hope they don't go time, back to so. that. I think for this game, just to close out for our NBA bets, I'm going to take Clippers money line. Reggie Jackson to score 15-plus points, and then Reggie Jackson over 6.5. I'm going to call it a Reggie Jackson party tonight. Parlay that, plus 304. But, and I will tweet this out again, for uh, both that Golden State Warriors game versus the Maz, and I'll also tweet out my lock of the week just to reiterate, but I am for my lock of the week two weeks in a row I've hit. Hopefully third week in a row I'll hit. I'm going to take Miami to win, and that under of 220.5 at plus 240, that's going to be my lock of the week. Cool. Well, if you guys are cool, we're going to go to a little bit of a break. Coming back, we're going to talk some NASCAR, a little bit of UFC with Owen, and then that's going to wrap it up for Moneyline Madness, Episode 9. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You want to go back there? We could just edit this out. Yeah, we'll cut it. You want to mark that right now? I got it in my head. I I see it. uh, We're like 49 minutes in. All right. So wait, how are we adjusting this then? You could throw him next to Andy right there. Okay. In between you and Andy. Baby, uh, and what mic is that? Three. Three? Yeah. I just feel like we look a little jumbled up. Like, why can't we do two and two? Can this extend that far? That's uh, my only concern. But why couldn't you just, like, give up that mic? He can use that, and then you, you could use this. Where's hit that camera going to be? What do you mean? I'm confused because How this mic... I'm saying he hops in. Like, that can't go in between there. I'm just saying how I'll get it in the shot. And Matt screws over it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You'll can that, can that, if that I could get so. over I, here. I don't want to pull it out from there, but. Yeah, let me see the headphones. See if the mic could get there first. Can this go any further? That's what we're trying to find out. So, like, pull, try, pull, like, gently pulling it by this, pull it towards you. Yeah, I don't think it goes that way. That's the only problem. How am I sounding? How am I sounding? One, you two, sound one good, two. but you're one not two. on cam. Yeah, you're not on cam. And we don't want you, like, extending, like. Oh, there you go. Could you put this here? Have both of us in it, or would that yeah, be here you go. that function? Pull. Pass me that headphones. Whenever you can. I'm gonna say uh, one, two, one, two. You are still. Uh, no, we're gonna figure this out though. He's not yeah. in a shot like that, but. I think we should probably go through here. So I got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. We can get a little. Yeah, yeah, that's now. <laughs> Super close. Is this on? Can you? Yeah, that's on. This is the one yeah, that his mic's on. on. I apologize. There you go. There yeah, you go. Perfect. I'm sounding good. Everybody can hear me. Can you hear me? You did mine, right? Oh, that mine sounds loud. Yo, yo, yo. Anybody? One, two, one, two. Nothing, nothing. Get, nothing. get closer. Hello, hello. There Owen, you. Owen coming to you live. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but like. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 okay. Until we figure out the three camera yeah. situation, we'll we'll talk to Chaz about it when you're we can. You're seen and you're heard, so that's right. always yeah. important thing. Uh, whenever we come yeah, back. Yeah, whenever you guys are You bring us back. What do you want to say? You want me to just do the NASCAR like two seconds? Done. Yeah, you start so with the NASCAR. Are you doing golf today? Let me look and see what there is. I have, I didn't look at it yet. Okay, so we'll he'll do NASCAR. We'll talk UFC, and yeah. then we'll might, I'll I toss it off. Touch on UFC too. Okay, yeah. yeah facts. Whatever y'all can throw at me with that definitely will help. I got like a little too much of a monologue going. So okay, we're okay. Let me pull it. Yeah, just make it conversational. So even if facts. you have like like some points. Yeah, I'm gonna ask but, you yeah, questions. Leave that room. Close it as a question. Yeah, leave yeah. that room. Dude, I can't wait for the fucking World Cup. It's tough. There's so much going on. Like, international games and shit, too. Yeah. But, no, dude, I'll slide. Yeah, dude. And then he just doesn't, yeah. Our one friend, he just just capped. Everything out of his lips, capped. Yeah. Bro, let's go. Dude, we could send a cross country. Let's go on a trip, dude. Come on. Like, let's go to Airbnb, bro. Let's send it. Wait, who are you talking yeah. about? Our one friend, Dev, that oh, we're okay. friends with. I know somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, All right, there's you guys. A line, there's a fine line between being the guy that's like, is optimistic and wants to do shit and then Facts. just being like. Capping on it, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it's he hilariously caps on it because you just know. Yeah, and he's like, nah, dude. Like, I'm in. <laughs> All right, we ready, boys? Yes, sir. Oh, dude, like, I'm in. So you're starting with NASCAR, Andrew? Oh, yes. All right, sounds good. I had to mention that I was two for two on my locks. Yeah, you fucking dick. He had to mention that I suck. Uh-huh. All right, all right. We'll complain afterwards. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Welcome back, everybody, to the Money Maline Madness Podcast. Back again, talking a little bit more, just ending off our episode here with a little miscellaneous betting content for you. 
Andy B is going to talk a little bit of NASCAR, so take it away and uh, hit some left turns for me. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Let's go. Uh, so last week, it was an amazing race. If anybody, I doubt anybody in here watched it, but it was incredible. Dude, how did I miss that? <laughs> I hate you. It was the one of the. It was actually one of the coolest races I've I swear ever seen. I had it written in my calendar. There was like there was like sixteen cautions. It was great. It was a lot of wrecks, but it was it was fascinating. And and we were close. I had Joey Logano as my lock. Fifth place he had, finish. He, f- he finished fifth, but he if he would have been able to clear Kyle Larson on the last to second to last turn, he would have won the race, unfortunately. Fell behind, finished fifth. But, hey, we were close. This week, I'm not going to go with Logano because I've gone with him twice. Even though this is his track. So, Logano's winning. Yeah. So, he's... he's uh, this Logano. Is, this <laughs> no, is, yeah. This, go crazy on Logano because I'm not. But <laughs> he's it's his track. He's from Vegas. It's his uh, Pennzoil's track. It's the Pennzoil 400 in Las Vegas. Um, the favorite is Kyle Larson because he won last week. If I'm going for anything, Martin Truex is at plus 1,700. I believe he won this race last year. I would hit him. That's who I'm going to go with. Great value. I think he could win it. But if you really want to get crazy, Brad Keselowski at plus 2,800 is amazing value, and he could also win this. He's won it, I think, three years ago he won it. So a lot of opportunities to see who can win these races. But this week, I'm not going Logano. I'm going Truex. Bet with that as you may. Bet with caution on the Andy B picks. Yes. Steve, you got anything about the room rooms? So no, no, no comments <laughs> on NASCAR. Unfortunately, I mean, I've really respected. I like the sport, but no, I just, I just made, like so make fun. fun. It was Andy. no, 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 no doubt. I mean, yeah, it's cute. It's I cute. <laughs> it's cheeky. <laughs> it's cheeky. It's cheeky. It's cheeky. It's a little something cheeky. He's got a little red from it. It's okay. My eyes were actually locked into some NHL action for tonight. Ooh, a little, a little puck. Mm. I'm looking definitely a little puck. I'm definitely. looking here at these goal spreads, bro. Like, for instance, the Islanders and the Canucks game tonight. Islanders at plus 225, minus one and a half goals. So they got to win by two goals. But, like, it's possible. Hockey is It's very similar to the NBA in the fact that it's such an up-and-down night. Or such an up and All these sport. bets always look so good. Exactly. You know? They I, like, look I just, so nice until you hit just bet down. It's just, yeah, exactly. And then you're second-guessing yourself for eternity. But I'm looking, like, I just looked at the Islanders' last couple of games. They beat the Ducks 4 nothing. Then they lose 5-2 to a team. It's just, like, it's so up and down. But I think I'm going to ride with the Islanders minus 1.5, plus 225 on the goal spread over the Canucks. Because why not? Just fuck it. And then, honestly, if you're interested, too, Knights at minus 1.5, on the goal spread, plus 220. So two value picks in the NHL there tonight. Can't say that I'm actually going to place bets on those, but food for thought for all of you out there. Yeah, if you're interested in making money and if you do have a little bit more insight, maybe add a little bit of knowledge to those picks and come up with something. Well, tell me to fuck myself. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to come on, you know, tell yeah. Steve that he doesn't know shit about ice and, you know, he you hope he just gets cut by a razor. That's, uh, <laughs> that's cool. So leading us in. in. Yeah, yeah, with open arms, as long as you're tagging us. And Facts. Re- yeah. Follow the us, content. like us. Yeah. Well, leading us into a little bit of UFC content, oh, yeah. I brought along my hometown friend, Owen Pecklett. How we doing? All Owen. Shore Wrestling, Jiu-Jitsu class taker, absolute ah. master when it comes to well, UFC well, well, and mixed martial arts. So, Owen, talk to me. What do you think of this weekend's card and what we got going on there? You know, it's pretty interesting. Talking to the mic, baby. Talking to the mic. Oh, you know, it's pretty interesting, man. Uh, This is a non-title fight for a pay-per-view, which they usually don't do. I feel like Dana is definitely looking to see how much money he can squeeze out of the fans a little (laughs) bit with uh, doing that one. (laughs) So talking about that title fight, or non-title fight, rather, uh, Jorge Masvidal is Colby Covington. Now, a lot of people hate Colby. Jorge a lot of got, people <laughs> yeah. hate I'm Colby. I'm on that train. Understandable. I mean, he fan. definitely has some wild takes. But, I mean, he's a good wrestler, man. And he puts that that pace that I don't know if Jorge can keep up. Jorge, he you know, he has two two big wins I look at. That The Ben Askren was really surprising. That knee, man. That, that knee. knee around Hill, the world. I feel, I feel a little bit even more that was a bigger win for him. Even though it was a little bit further back. I mean, he... Uh, he did that, that Darren Till was on a rampage at that point, man. And for him, for him to stop that, I feel like he, he has the p- potential to do that against Colby and maybe shake things up in the welterweight division. I think Colby's a unit right now, man. Yeah, I don't really is. like the guy that much, but he's the been on a roll. He and he's on, physically in his prime, yeah. and he knows it, too. You could tell by the arrogance. Yep, and Yeah, most of it oozing. is a little bit of an act, but he does. He oozes that charisma and confidence, and he I knows agree. that his shit don't stink right now. So I think he is going to come out. I do have him winning this fight. And 
and I'm a little bit more of a casual UFC fan, so I'm just going to take Covington to win. And that right now is sitting at minus 355. UFC bets are definitely a little bit heavier in the sense of they know who's going to win. And, you know, they definitely are not going to give you as much value for your picks as some of these player props we find in other sports. I can't even find UFC on FanDuel. It's under uh, MMA. MMA, yeah. you got to go under all sports, actually. And if you're new to FanDuel, there is a promotion right now. Win $150 on either fighter by betting $5. All you have to do is sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook, put $10 in your account, and place your first bet on UFC 272 Enhanced Odds Market. And, yeah, just win some free cash right there. So, uh, yeah, going back to that, I think think personally I wouldn't – I think Jorge really has that surprise factor, man. And to count that out would be arrogant, in my opinion. I think putting this as, will the fight go the distance? Yes, because neither of these guys are going to give an inch to quit, and they both have that heart. They both want this fight. They have similar goals. Personal vendettas are involved. You know, this is really, this is for pride. This is deeper than just a fight. These guys aren't going to tap out and want to quit early. 100%. You're going to have to either see someone get knocked out or some limbs broken or someone's going to sleep. Limbs broken. Because I wanted to say this when you brought up pretty much their body type and fighting style. It seems like, given what you said, Colby Covington, a bit more stout, more of a wrestler, yeah. whereas Masvidal, a bit of a thinner build, and he's kind of like a street fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, like he'll definitely. kick, he'll punch, but he's not going to go to the ground if he doesn't have to. Exactly. Given that, I really like Colby Covington by submission at plus 900. Ooh, like, bro, value. Plus 900, yeah. If you yeah. want to even hedge that just in case, that definitely. really gives you a little bit of uh Leverage. What would you hedge that with? Dude, you could only you could throw just 10 bucks on that, truthfully. You could throw 10 on that and then I would go heavy on the Colby Covington money line straight up. All right, so that's what you would cuz I was just that, going to say That's like, my big that's my big bet right there. It's probably Covington to take it all the way. He's just too much of a unit and I think right. Masvidal's age is just a little bit too he's much a of a factor. You know? Yeah, he's a it's, it's been a Co- little bit Covington's fighting for that title day in day out. 100%. He want, he has that drive. Jorge's coming on 20 years in a couple months, man. You, it's it's hard to maintain that level of focus and drive through your whole career, especially on the back end, you know? Seriously. He's done some, he's yeah. done some great things, but... He hit his peak with the BMF crap Definitely. and all, yep. like, the rock coming yep. and being yep. his Nate voice. Diaz, yep. he's, got, he's getting that money, man. That, if that's what you care about and you're not worried about getting those belts, then, I mean, so be it. Yeah, but Kobe's, Kobe's here to win right now. Definitely. And so I'm going to go with that big bet on the minus 35, uh, 355 money line. Hedge a little bit with a plus two, like 10 bucks on a plus 270 for Masvidal. Just in case I do lose, I could at least cover then my Colby Covington bet. And then because I'm betting heavy on Covington, I'm going to also add in that submission for plus 900. That way, if he does take it home, not only am I going to get that minus 355, I'm also getting that plus 900. That's what I was curious about. Swimming. Swimming in dough. Yep. Yeah. Sticking with the welterweight here. So Kevin Holland moved down from middleweight, and he's fighting – Alex Oliveira in the, I think, I believe it's the prelims. Uh, I definitely have caught Kevin Holland winning this. He's been doing a lot of grappling lately. He's trying to reinvigorate himself in a new, in a new weight class. Alex Oliveira, he's on a three fight skit, I believe. So he's definitely at the end of his career. And uh, Kevin Holland's looking for some new, he wants that, he, he has that fresh mindset, similar to Colby, man, where he, he has that drive that is, I think will push him over the edge in that fight. And we talk about it a lot, the whole, like, you know, character of a person, you know, playing a part in these types of bets. But it really does speak a lot more truth when it comes to fighting in comparison to... Oh, 100%. So much much more mental things when you're in there for... Exactly. It's just you against one other man. This isn't a team sport. There's no ball involved. This is just you and your pride in that ring. So I think that betting with your heart in this sense is a little bit more understandable than other sports. Yeah, I, I can get that. I mean, it's a, it's a fight, so like there's Anything emotion involved exactly. in fighting, yep. and there's one-on-one sports. If if given your logic and just kind of looking at the value here, like I would take Kevin Holland to win in round two or Kevin Holland to win in round three. Yeah, I can see a stoppage, 100. Plus 550 or plus yeah, that, 1,000. So if you yeah, want to talk about good. if you think Holland's gonna win, it's not like those fights because of their lighter frames and the fact that they're not heavyweights they usually go the distance the heavyweight fights there's usually always a knockout in one of the early rounds or Mm -hmm. they're just like dead by the end so it's going to go the distance but these guys i could see 
having a very out. scrappy fight, but still going the distance. So second or third round, I'm not going to take a, a round one victory for Holland. So I'm going to go yeah, two or three not. at the plus 550 for the second round, plus 1,000 for the third. You could hedge and win either way. If yeah. you really are confident in Holland winning that fight. Smart move. Definitely. On the undercard, we got uh, two, two Dagestanian We're wrestlers. covering this whole thing. Yeah, definitely. He's so. coming at us. These are uh, also some picks off of his parlay. And yeah, then at the end, he'll give us a whole parlay. recap of these are just his legs right now and a little backstory as to what he thinks is going to go down. And uh, then we're going to wrap it up with his big parlay and gotcha. the, Whopper. Ah, the Whopper. So we got Tagir, Ulan Bekov, and Umar Nurmagomedov. And then when I say Nurmagomedov, I, I hope everyone here understands the weight that carries because he's 13-0 as well. And he's, he's looking to get those belts that Habib, he did some more money fights. You know, he cared about that legacy. But right now, all those Dagestanian wrestlers, they're all looking for the belts and the the they want that legacy. Will, yeah, they 100%. want that legacy. They're not Habib's able to take care of them financially, so they're all focused on just cementing their careers. Yep, and 100%. really, the the money line speaks for itself. I mean, minus seven fifty, that's a whopper. You yes. got to put a lot and of Brian money Keller to even no win joke. Bucks. He's got some wins lately that they've aged well. I mean, but Umar Nurmagomedov, they're they're combat sambo world champs over there, and that you can't you can't discredit that man for sure so if you had to bet on this fight what was your what was your pick for this one i got both tagir and umar for the win i think umar is probably a little bit more likely for stoppage maybe a maybe maybe a knockout tko or i could even see it submission honestly more so submission with that combo sambat uh combat sambo style that he has uh, going down here, still still in the prelims. Marina Rodriguez has been on an absolute tear lately. Three or four wins in a row. That pressure she brings is unparalleled in the women's division, I find. minutes, bro. And uh, the woman she's facing, she's lost one or two. She's uh, She definitely has been a... She's tough. I, I think she'll be able to stay in there. I think it could go to the distance, potentially, but I definitely have Marina winning this. She, she's building that title, title uh, fight. She wants that, you can tell. And then lastly, we got Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell fighting against Edson Barboza on the main card. Uh, Edson lost to Giga Chikadze in his last fight. It was definitely rough seeing that. But Giga, at that point before his last loss, he was looking like a title cha- uh, title challenger. I mean, you can't discredit that. Edson's a little bit older. He still has that kickboxing background. I, I personally am going to give this one to Bryce Mitchell. He uh, just the He's new, man. He's up and coming. He He's grinding with the raps as well as the... The fighting, you know, he's he's doing it all. So I think him coming out in his camo shorts that he he just got on, he's gonna go out there and kill it, man. Cool. Well, you want to wrap up that parlay and let us know all your picks in uh, one little bunch right there. Oh yeah, definitely. So we got Kevin Holland money line. We got the fight going the distance between Jorge Masvidal and Covington. We got Tagir and Umar both winning, Marina winning, and Bryce Mitchell winning. That's ten dollars for plus six ninety eight odds. So you'd be winning seventy bucks almost. So. Definitely, definitely good bang for your buck. I'm pretty confident in those. Cool. Well, so I have we, one quick question. We are all football fans. Yeah, definitely. And we know who Greg Hardy is. Greg. Oh, <laughs> Greg Hardy. So does oh it does it excite every other UFC fan as a, as much as I'm sure it excites us when we see him get his shit kicked in? Because oh. it really excites me. Oh, I saw 100%. it. Oh, 100%. Definitely. <laughs> seeing him get, uh, what was his last fight? Uh, Ty Tuivasa. Yeah. He definitely hurt him. Yeah. But yeah. he came yeah. back. He, he definitely he came hard and uh he hit the shoey, man. You know what happened from there. So uh, yeah. I, lo- I definitely am praying on Greg Hardy's downfall. It's yeah. fucked up as that. I just I wanted to add something, but sure, I'm a football guy. One. I wanted. To, yeah, I saw his no, name. I was like, I appreciate the insight. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys have anything else you want to add? No, uh, I, nah, I mean, I, I really like the thoughts that we got out there with UFC and just the fact that we're starting to talk about more events that are taking place, I think is a great thing for the show in general. So can't Definitely thank you enough for coming on, Owen. Yeah, I sure. appreciate, appreciate it, bro. You thank guys, you. Man, anytime. No doubt. Yep. Well, this has been Moneyline Madness Episode 9. Thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to follow us on all social medias at ML Madness Pod. Stay tuned next Thursday for another episode. Thank you for watching. Y'all Take know it the easy. Drill. Peace. Go dogs. <laughs>